Welcome to the Messy Roots Podcast. My name is Marjavon and I serve as a leadership coach as well as a coaching facilitator. You all know the vibe. This is a space for coaches and leaders of color to be able to receive resources and tools so that they could become better coaches um, and leaders. And I'm super excited for this three-part series that I'm going to be having with Derek because, as you know, we are doing um, a collective event on February the 10th. Um, I am doing the Coaches of Color convening, and then Darren is doing um, a poetry event later that evening, and it centers around storytelling. And it's super important for us to think about storytelling and its impact um, that it has on us as people, specifically as there are so many Ben books that um, are happening and it's just sad, right? Like we need to make sure that for our communities um, that stories are being told. And when you listen to these um, three episodes, I really want you to take in the aspect of, wow, like I really, really need to think about what does it look like for me um, to tell my story and who is telling my story. So without further ado, I'm going to allow you to listen to part one and again, come back week two and week three um, for um, the rest of the episode. So I'm super excited about this and I will see you all on the other side. Um, so welcome, Derek. How you feeling? I'm feeling on top of the world. On top really. of the world? Top of the world. Really That's good. really interesting. I'm thinking about your your t-shirt. Don't you have like a world on your t-shirt? Or like I should probably put a world on there though. I could have sworn I thought the heart was walking on top of the world. No, that's a phenomenal idea. <laughs> I just came up with an idea for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm still in that. And uh, okay. lucky this is recorded. I wouldn't give you credit. <laughs> oh my God. That is so good though, because I really was thinking that you are, I literally thought that that's what your t-shirt looked like. That's what I thought. I just recently saw the t-shirt and the hoodies, which are on sale right now, by the way. So like, yeah. Yeah, people just announced. Yes, people could literally go buy them, and then they could pair them with um, them Converse's that are red um, as well. <laughs> Have you ever mm-hmm. seen the red Converse's that got the red hearts and stuff like that as well? I don't know what the yeah, name of them. Yeah. Uh, what is it? I can't remember what brand it is, but yeah. Okay. It's really attached to the brand. Yes, yes. Well, speaking of heart, um, I think it's really good for us to kind of get to to know your heart in this conversation um mm-hmm. and just know like what got you here to this present moment um your leadership journey uh and being like this amazing dope poet uh and then we could also talk about how we met but I want people to be able to hear your journey um and then I'll share even you know some of mine because you're gonna have even some of your listeners on here as well um but let's start off with yours and that heart journey how did you get to where you're at today and you're in you know your leadership walk. Yeah, yeah. Um to this day don't have a, a, a I probably tell a bunch of people a bunch of different things. Um really I, where I will start today though, uh, 
is in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, this is good. <laughs> kindergarten. As it pertains to being a storyteller, my often folks ask me, hey, when was your first time ever performing, right? Uh-huh. And, and I might tell them, in my college days or this moment at high school, but you're the first person I'm sharing um, this You're lucky outside of my family. In kindergarten, um, we had a play. <laughs> <laughs> um, you might recognize the play. It was called The Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy play, I feel like, but let's see where this is about to go. To. <laughs> um, I wasn't too much different from who I am today in terms of how uh, I show up. Wasn't the most um, extroverted person in the world. Um, very much reserved, um, quiet, meek, whatever other words you want to toss out there. Nonetheless, I was signed up to be a part of this play, the Itsy Bitsy Spire. <laughs> Particular, I assumed the role of one of the clouds that was supposed to come out and wash the spider down. Okay, <laughs> oh. okay. Long story short, the cloud never came out. So why did it never came? <laughs> what you got stage fright? Yeah, I had stage fright <laughs> so bad that I literally stood behind the um, playboard and I cried. Like, oh <laughs> well, my god! So, so like, rain did come out that day. <laughs> <laughs> the cloud. It was like the cloud uh, wasn't there. Yeah, the cloud wasn't there. The crowd did not make a um, presence at this show. Um, wow. All that to say, I, if you know me and know my journey up until this point, um, being in a space where year by year I'm getting more exposure to a stage and more exposure to an audience just wasn't in the cards for me. Right? Mm. Or, or at least not the... Uh, vision that I had for myself and mm-hmm. then with some several other stories that I um, state or start with um, they mirror that where I didn't necessarily anticipate to be where I am but little by little was just stepping into who I grew into be and um, because of my faith who I feel like God is um, yeah. calling me to be and like yeah. working to lean into that so that that speaks to leadership any leadership mm-hmm. I've acquired over these um, past years or any other like role or storytelling positions that I've like soon assumed or like grew into over these years mm-hmm. um, presented challenges um, throughout because in many points in life, I didn't perceive myself the way others um, mm. me have perceived me. Mm-hmm. And so whether that's like rising to the expectations that others may have set or me having a confidence to walk into the room um, in alignment with how other people saw me, mm-hmm. uh, that created certain challenges. Mm-hmm. However, I felt like Definitely today, I'm feeling way more in alignment with purpose. Yeah. 
and thus higher esteem, um, um, way more confidence when I walk wow. in. And that confidence is what allows me to be vocal in the times uh -huh. that to be, especially when on stage. But the confidence also allows me to be silent and mm -hmm. observe, right? Understand, hey, the areas where I may lack knowledge. And that's a huge part of how I approach any leadership opportunity. I don't need to pretend like I know more than what I yeah. really know. And like, yeah. Opportunity, just sit back and learn. And then from whatever learning, time to reflect. And then that time to reflect gives me the opportunity to like grow overall mm. as a person. Mm. So very specific example. And I love that. Broadening it out into this like overall like explanation of yeah. where I am today. Well, I think it's really interesting because you would say that like having uh, to perform on stage didn't come natural to you at first, right? I mean, you talk, right? So you talk, <laughs> right? You could even come out as a cloud, right? And I think there's like this idea that so many people, um, now when we talk about leadership or even just like your journey into just being, is like, oh, do something, uh, that comes natural to you. And we know that based off of like Adam Grant's Hidden Potential book, um, that just recently came out, that something that is natural to us uh and it's easy to us is something that we often typically end up neglecting and something that's actually hard for us to do we will work hard at it and we'll get good at it and we actually like if definitely if we like it too you know what i mean so it's like oh like i like the idea of coaching right but i was a bad speaker as well i took speech i did all of these different things my first uh, uh, speech was actually in kindergarten that I did not do because I was so nervous. I threw up all over my white sweater <laughs> and I was so excited to wear that in kindergarten. I was supposed to do a Martin Luther King speech and I threw up all over my white sweater. Um, and, and we could even get to talking about college, uh, but it did not come natural to me neither. Right. right. And you had to work at it. I knew that it was something that I needed to do. Yeah, But I knew that if I needed to do it, I would have to work at it. I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that in your journey of working towards that thing and perfecting that craft and not trying to make it perfect, but again, perfecting the craft, getting good at it, going from good to great each time. Yeah. yeah. Based off of what you said, um, mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to mind is that we often conflate certain things. Like, hmm. I think conflate our gifts with whatever is like praise um yeah for instance yeah. And, and to to dive into that a bit deeper the question i asked hey what must be true in order for this to exist mm -hmm. uh, and so even if it's like being a speaker um what must be true for me to like be the speaker or um mm -hmm. like be an accountant, for instance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What really makes you a great accountant? Uh, yes, you need to have those like foundations, like skills. I don't know why I chose the example of an accountant. Because <laughs> I <laughs> never <laughs> hate <laughs> I was like, I'm stretching. <laughs> but 
Um, some things that need to be true, uh, yeah. in terms, especially in terms of like building rapport with any customers or clients, is like mm -hmm. some of the relational aspects. Relational, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, really, how uh, welcoming, right? That mm -hmm. or, or how welcome you able to make your, your customer feel in that encounter. And that might be the true gift, right? That's mm -hmm. transferred to several other things you could. I don't know, be an electrician or you mm -hmm. could be a teacher, right? You could be like the gift is actually your ability to like relate with people and make yeah. people comfortable wow. that they can express these vulnerable areas, right? Finances mm -hmm. can be vulnerable, mm -hmm. a vulnerable area for many people, right? Mm -hmm. And they need somebody who don't just see them as a another time slot on the schedule or mm -hmm. another uh, dollar sign over their head, yeah. right? They yeah. has the ability to make them feel heard and, and be able to entrust in them to be a guardian over this aspect of their being, mm -hmm. right? And that's the gift because not everybody have that, right? Yeah. Both of yeah. us have experience. We know you can be through and through with your content area, but if you don't know how to build a relationship with the student, mm -hmm. right, then and meet several barriers in trying to um, communicate that knowledge. And also, mm -hmm. a gift might be your willingness to learn, right, mm -hmm. in any environment that you're in, and you take on, and that means being able to take on lessons from your student, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is the actual gift, right? Yeah. On the outside or externally, we attach it to job titles and stuff like that. But what must be true in order for you to even do that role well? Yes, expertise inside your content area, but the gift, the gift is yeah. your to build those relationships. Yeah. So for me, like applying it to my personal journey, I think. I say being a social work major at undergrad was mm -hmm. one of those things that allowed me to like hone in mm. on some of the skills, some of the um, things necessary to like grow in this area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clearly putting language to mm -hmm. the things that we do on a daily basis. Right. Mm -hmm. And then from like seeking it out. When we talk about I literally had to practice these things and in our practical sessions, we did mock conversations. Yeah. Okay. What may what may be like important to this conversation about that was on paper, I was a C student, but when we first got introduced to asking open-ended questions, for instance, mm -hmm. in our uh, uh, report billing. From there, I would go around campus mm -hmm. and just try to spark conversations with strangers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Literally trying to put myself in instances where I could start this conversation, maintain the conversation, and close out a conversation. Mm -hmm. Still working on that, but <laughs> it took the intentionality of like, hey, how can I sustain this conversation based on what I'm learning in this setting, right? Yeah. 
um, simultaneously, you begin to talk with such a diverse set of people as well that all of those concepts, mm -hmm. ways of thinking, all just become a compilation that that like allows you to one be more curious and ask more questions and then two in a writing component features so many different um perspectives yeah. or have different considerations for how you approach a specific piece right yeah so the studying tip is like conversation is at the root of that i have this mm -hmm. i want to write about mm -hmm. i got a line of to talk to i have a consistent group of people that i refer to but mm -hmm. if i feel like there's somebody who has a bit more expertise in the uh -huh. area that allows me to like reach out to them um mm -hmm. of course other texts that align with the other forms of media whether movies uh, documentaries um, podcasts so forth music is a huge one all mm -hmm. of that for me is part of studying um yeah like as you said, not being perfect, but working on the craft to, to get it to a higher state.